0: Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, great to see you again, and welcome back to Wisdom and Wealth, Pathways to a Life of Significance for You and Your Family. I'm Ryan Ruff, your moderator, and as always, I'm going to be joined by the one and only Frank Astorino of the Astorino Financial Group, and we're going to be picking up on a conversation that we left off on from our past episode, where we took more of a a 10,000-foot view approach, if you will, at the idea of of what is wealth management, really. Well, today, what we're going to be doing is double-clicking into that idea, getting a little more granular into some of the strategies, the solutions, and some of the avenues that Frank and his team travel down with clients to really provide that ultimate value in elite wealth management. So today, let's go ahead and bring uh, Frank out before we get into it. Frank, good to see you today. How you doing?
1: Good to see you, Ryan, and always happy to work with you on getting good information out to the public.
0: Of course, of course, uh, you know, we've had a lot of good conversations in the past on this episode. We've brought some great guests on, but today we're, we're kind of getting back into the idea of, of allowing our audience to understand really what is wealth management. We're getting deeper and more granular on it today. Why don't we start kind of from a high level uh talking about one of the biggest topics that I think most people would think about when they hear wealth management, and that would be the investment consulting side. Let's start there and then we'll wiggle our way through the conversation, but talk to me about investment consulting specifically and how that works within the greater scheme that is wealth management.
1: Right. And I think, you know, the other thing that goes through people's minds is do I have enough money to even go to a financial advisor? Um, But one of the examples I'm going to illustrate is both, a nemesis to some of us elite advisors, as well as a compliment. Um, I usually reference uh, John Bogle, who conceived of the low-cost mutual fund enterprise Vanguard, and yeah, they they have quite a um, an institution, and they become very well known. And I I compliment them, but the uh, the low cost doesn't necessarily mean you get the highest value. And to John Bogle's credit, he came up with a a kind of a outline of what other values you could be achieving. There's at least seven of them uh, and that goes independent of the cost and the actual mutual funds. So while it doesn't cost very much to have your, your portfolio allocated, it is expensive. Like it's worth about 45 basis points um, to have an implementation take place that is cost-effective. In other words, you don't just rip out a portfolio and go to another broker-dealer, where they might have some really uh, excellent holdings in that portfolio. So before you start just jumping ship, which could cost you over time a lot, you know, you take a look at what the the, the benefits and the elements are within that portfolio. If you're not rebalancing your portfolio, some people become enamored with a certain fund or stock and they don't want to sell it. But then that starts to work against them when it comes to their risk profile and their ultimate return profile if they're not getting that rebalancing. The one that's most intriguing is you could be gaining an extra 1.5% return on your investment management. It's subtle. By behavioral coaching, for instance, uh, you know, we, we often come across individuals who have done very well in their investment prowess. And, you know, they have these large single stock positions and they feel very reinforced and they develop what's called an overconfidence bias. And that's very hard to overcome and to augment their overconfidence, they have what's also called a recency bias. Uh, which is basically when they come across information that supports their thesis and then they confirm it, and that's called a confirmation bias, those biases could cloud their judgment and rationalization to a, um, a, a portfolio that is going to ultimately better serve their totality of wealth management. Again, there's the term wealth management. So if it's a horse race of just picking stocks and you want to compare how you do versus a manager, you're, you're going to run into a, um, a problem with really measuring apples and oranges in terms of um, your, your success. And then when it comes to spending and you think about, you know, where do people draw money from to pay the things that make their lifestyle. Now, if you take it from a retirement account, it's going to be taxable. You may not be able to take it from a charitable account because it has limitations. Do you take it from a a taxable account and pay capital gains? Or do you wait till you take a certain time to to make that distribution? So in in short, I think John John Bogle did a great job of providing a a toolbox in in a store for Everyone who wants to invest, whether it's ten thousand dollars or ten billion dollars, but when you get into the uh, customization aspect, it's like the difference between going to a Medi clinic and going to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, I've been to, you know, Urgent Cares to have my temperature taken and to give me uh, maybe some temporary medication for my symptoms. But no one's doing an X-ray. No one's doing an EKG. No one's doing, you know, a whole family study. Uh, they're basically trying to put a put a, a buffer on your condition until you can go get the real help that you need. Uh, and finally, I think the financial life planning is really critical because people today—it's not all about just making money. Although that's important, we—that's that's kind of a table stake in the, uh, in the in our industry is that you're supposed to know how to make more money and not lose it so that's a, that's a given but it's it's also making sure that you can fulfill what that money was created for um, whether it's education or retirement or helping uh, special needs children you know you you need to have the roadmap on how to get there
0: sure sure so looking at kind of that cost versus value perspective you know from you know that i love the analogy that she used kind of a medi clinic versus a mayo clinic but then when you dig even deeper into that we that's where we start walking into the topic of advanced planning which is something we've talked about in prior episodes but i'd like to get into this because it is an important avenue that resides within elite wealth management so Talk us through what advanced planning entails and why it's so important for, let's say, the you know the successful entrepreneur and their family in today's day and age?
1: yeah, I think uh, and we're seeing we're seeing a lot of evolution to financial planning. I, I happen to believe in it. I think the ethics of it are really important. Um, but what's happening is investment management is becoming more and more commoditized with, algorithms and uh, technology being able to, you know, kind of streamline the process, if you will. Um, But when you get into the financial planning aspect, there's core financial planning, there's comprehensive and then there's advanced. So a financial plan, a very credible financial plan before you even get to the investment management could be, you know, a couple thousand dollars to sort out everything and get it into an intelligible form. Comprehensive could start at 3200 and advanced planning I've seen go from 5500 to $80,000 depending on the complexity of uh, family business and, and things of that nature. So uh, the planning packages that are out there are, um, you know, selective. And I think the advanced planning that some people are missing out on when they try to Compartmentalize their investment assets from their use assets and their business assets and their other other uh, needs. You know where does tax mitigation, asset protection, and wealth transfer come in? You saw the heat map in our last um, episode, which showed what the capabilities that are being um, advertised of some of these financial firms and 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 Uh, institutions, but they're really not addressing it or they haven't had the experience to address it. So you really need a core group that uh, has the ability to not only manage money or have the avenues to getting high level money management, you need those who can augment, complement the financial plan and the overall wealth management strategy.
0: So then, when we're looking at advanced planning, you've got that tax mitigation, the asset protection, the wealth transfer—some of those deeper conversations that go and and are needed really to have as a successful business owner. But you mentioned a topic uh, that I want to make sure we hit, Frank, that, that uh, in our pro in our past episode very briefly, but now's our time to really get into it, and that is this idea of behavioral finance, and that really plays an an interesting uh, role, shall we say, in elite wealth management. Talk us through behavioral finance. What does it mean? Where does it come into play and and what are the different uh, you know components within it?
1: Well, oh, that's that's good. Behavioral finance is is really uh, encompassing uh, the psychology and economics uh, realm of, of uh, the human condition, if you will. Uh, so psychology gets into that mind map of um, how people think. And I always use the illustration of, you know, three parts of the brain. There's the um, reptilia part of the brain that is a fight or flight. And it's, uh, you know, how do I not get killed or destroyed? Whether it's your portfolio or your health. And then there's the experiential part of your brain that we all come to the table with some biases, some more than others. I just recently, purchased a, a book from one of our colleagues that identified over a hundred uh, behavioral biases that impact rational thinking. So, without offending anybody because I used to get you know feedback from you know my my the ones who care about me and say, well, you know Frank, aren't you going to insult people if you're getting into like psychology? No, I'm not a psychologist. i'm not I'm not going to pretend to be. But it is part of my duty to let you know when I think you're making a statement or a decision or something that's flawed because of a bias that you might not even be aware of. So I try to delicately um, help them see so that they're not, I'm not telling them what to do. I'm telling them what might impact their decision that could be potentially Uh, An unexpected surprise down the road. Uh, So, you know, the investment management side, uh, you know, their job is to provide financial advice and portfolio management, help select the stocks and bonds. They do all those mechanical, modern portfolio theory uh, decision points. But the behavioral side, really, you know, you don't have to go to a psychologist to have your money managed, but you have to have um, an advisor, hopefully, that is in tune with the qualitative aspect of of wealth management, and, and that could fall into a number of categories: risk, alternatives, um, tax mitigation, uh, interruptions on things that can be controlled and not controlled. So part of our behavioral influence is to help people realize what they have control over. They do have control over the manager they choose. They have control over the asset allocation if it's gonna be more stocks than bonds, but they don't have the control over, you know, global events, uh, you know, weather changes, uh, wars, assassinations, you know planes going into buildings. they don't have control over that. but there are fundamentals that go into the investment side. And if you have a fundamental outlook of planning and, and you stay in tune with what the economists are saying and what the legislators are saying and you try to draw a balance with that, uh, you have a higher probability of success long term than if you're reacting and you're reacting to noise that could be part of the media. So that that's, you know, you know, I could go deeper than that, but the certified private wealth designation that I enjoyed uh, was basically covering behavioral finance along with uh, portfolio management and tax mitigation.
0: Sure. You know, our own wealth personalities and our behaviors will most certainly influence our decisions with our wealth. And so that behavioral finance component and having an elite wealth manager working through behavioral finance to help a client, you know, be educated to make the right decision it's so so important but i want to touch on one final component now of kind of that elite wealth management and that's relationships you know we've talked about in in the past working with a team of professionals you know if you're a if you're a frequent viewer or listener of this show, you've heard that phrase a lot. And there's a reason for that. But talk me through the importance of leveraging, you know, relationships and a professional network uh, for a wealth manager to be able to provide, you know, a top tier level of service for their clients, Frank.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, too. I think that that's where that formula wealth management is not only investment consulting, but advanced planning, you can't, be a brain surgeon and also a cardiologist at the same time and, and do the optimal uh, for, for your patients. Um, I, I work closely with tax attorneys. I work closely with advanced uh, accountants who either are forensic in nature or maybe have an advanced degree in tax. Um, dealing with people in the insurance world that have, you know, a certified life underwriter, uh, they have more depth. Um, so, as a planner and also as a wealth manager, you know, you can't just go to uh, AI and, and solve all the problems. You have to have people who have judgment. You have to have people who have ethics and who can also complement what the financial advisor has directed a couple or a family or a business owner so that they're not doing something that's just cookie cutter. They know that they have to take into consideration uh, all the variables that make up their wealth profile.
0: And Frank, look, we've thrown a lot at our our audience by way of, you know, advanced planning and some of these deeper conversations and topics that should exist within wealth management and elite wealth management at that for anybody out there frank that would benefit from opening up a dialogue with you and your team just to talk through not only their unique circumstances portfolio and their goals for life but just to maybe even learn more if they're curious about how you and your team operate with folks what would be the best way they could get in touch with you guys to start that conversation
1: i I think uh You know, they could certainly go to our website and do some research on some of our videos and some of the depth of of who we are. Uh, I also encourage people to get references, you know, either from our peer group uh, industry, from lawyers and accountants um, and other clients. They're they're welcome to, with permission, uh, to talk to some of our existing clients who have been with us for decades and some of us who haven't been with us that long. And a phone call, you know, to our office, uh, you know, we, we would set up a discovery meeting uh, for an initial consultation with no pressure or no obligation.
0: Fantastic. Well, Frank, look, I really appreciate you carving some time out of your busy schedule to jump on with me and and dive deeper into this, this wealth management, truly the advanced planning side within wealth management and some of the other components that exist uh, that you know really do factor into achieving and receiving from a client standpoint, that elite level of wealth management. So I uh, appreciate you, Frank, and uh, looking forward to being back on the next one with you.
1: Very good, Ryan. Thank you. And thank you for all listening to our insights
0: of course of course and folks as frank just mentioned we want to thank you for stopping by and being with us today as always if you did learn a thing or two today surrounding the conversation on advanced planning behavioral finance and a lot of the other intricacies of elite wealth management well make sure you hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you checked us out on today so that you don't miss out on other great conversations like these where frank and i unpack different wealth management concepts challenges, solutions, strategies, the whole nine yards so that you and yours can come out better for it on the other side. That's the, that's the main goal of this show before Frank I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you guys being with us once more on wisdom and wealth. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. The Astorino Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide legal or tax advice or services please consult your legal or tax advisor regarding your specific situation. LPL Financial representatives offer access to trust services through the private trust company, N.A., an affiliate of LPL Financial.